This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I have an awesome interview with Jill. She's known as Your Coach Jill on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads. She's a business and mindset coach for coaches and online service providers, helping them overcome imposter syndrome and other mindset blocks so they can make 10 to 20K months in their business. She's also the author of a self-help book called You're Not Special, and you can find that on Amazon. She is a 4-6 emotional generator in human design. So today I had a really beautiful conversation with her and I just love how she got into the nitty gritty of raw examples of what her rock bottom looked like and the deep inner work that she had done to overcome imposter syndrome so that she could continue to show up in her business with this no bullshit attitude. And so I think you're really going to enjoy today's episode. And just so you know, I'm doing a giveaway right now on the podcast channel. If you write an Apple review and share the screenshot to the link in the show notes, you will be entered to win a one-on-one session with me. So it's a 45-minute human design gene keys and business reading, or you can choose the gene keys of business guide. And this giveaway is going until March 6th. So you can check out the show notes for the details on that. So with that being said, let's dive into the conversation with Jill. Welcome to the channel, Jill. I'm so excited to have you here. So just to give context to the listeners, I discovered Jill a couple of years ago, and then I sort of fell out of her world. At the time, she was talking a lot about imposter syndrome and mindset and business. And, and then I fell out of her world, and then I found her again, and she just went into this like fierce girl era and I was loving her content and what she was showing like it was like literally the soft pink before and now it's like this pink (laughs) black vibe like it's just so good so anyways I invited her to come on and have a conversation with me today because I love what she's doing online and we're gonna have a really great chat so Jill welcome to the channel I'm so happy to have you here thank you for having me I'm so excited be a great conversation. So before we get into the things that we're super pumped to talk about, I would love to hear if you can share your story of how you got into the work that you do now. Yeah. So I started out online in like 2018 is when I like started an Instagram page and I was like, okay, I want to go into therapy or something similar to that. But I just thought that there was like an income cap and there were a lot of rules and regulations around it. In 2021, I actually got diagnosed with ADHD and I realized that like I really go against rules and stuff that like kind of tells you what to do. So I was like, okay, I don't love what's happening in the therapy world. So I found coaching on like YouTube. That's how I kind of like got started. And I started noticing that like a lot of people were experiencing this feeling of imposter syndrome in terms of like, they weren't feeling good enough. They kind of felt like they weren't supposed to be doing what they're doing. They were afraid that people were going to see that they weren't as qualified or smart as they were leading on. And I was like, wow, like 
I am pretty much seeing this throughout the whole entrepreneurial community that I was subjected to at the time. So I started focusing on that. Like I really leaned into that and no one in the online space was really talking about it. From there, it just grew and I have $500,000 coaching business currently. And yeah, this is so amazing. I, I'm really happy to hear that you're someone who's supporting people who are dealing with ADHD and just in the realm of like neurodivergence as well. Cause I have a client that I'm currently working with and that's something that she's passionate about. And she's kind of holding herself back. I'm like, I don't think you understand the level of accessibility you're creating by being a leader and showing like, Hey, you can build a business, you can create your own rules, because again, society is just not, is not as inclusive as it could be, right? So when we look at regular nine to fives, or places that are extremely structured, and don't give us that fluidity to adapt, like you said, like you just there's so many rules and structures, it doesn't allow us to be a unique person and to really make an impact, right? Because we're confined to how we quote should be showing up. So I love that you were just like, Oh, I fucking see this, and I'm going for it. And you just completely blew it out of the water, which is amazing. So I would love to ask you if we can dive into the time that it takes to grow a business. Cause you know, you talked about how now you have like a multi six figure business that you've created. And we, you and I were saying how we had a, a, a different journey in terms of growing our businesses. It was not an overnight success. It was not this, there was this lack of sense of entitlement, right? We were talking about this, how it's like, oh, I'm putting all the work in like, where's success, right? And I think it's hard because online we see things happen so quickly. And so I would love to hear you riff on this because I think that this is going to normalize more entrepreneurial journeys that if things take longer than you expect, it doesn't actually mean anything bad about you or that you're doing anything wrong. It just might take more time doing what needs to be done. I feel like when I first came into the online space, it was like 2018, 2019. And I was just like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to be successful. I was working full time and then I would come home and I would do my coaching calls and I would show up on Instagram stories. And I didn't have this timeline that I think a lot of people have now. And it could be because they're seeing a ton of like results in the online space, how somebody's like, you know, like I went from zero to hundred K in 30 seconds or like whatever it is, but I'm finding that there are some clients who I've worked with who kind of have this idea that if things aren't happening right away, it's not going to work for them, but you have to have that emotional resilience to keep going because you are on your own. And I, I don't want to say that like you're alone, but like, this is your business and nobody can keep things going except for you. Like nobody can. So you really have to like learn how to keep yourself going, even when things feel like they aren't working, because that's usually like how things are created is when you are doing the work and you're showing up and you feel like nobody's listening, nobody cares, but people are listening. They do care. They are watching and it can feel like online that you're alone and nobody cares, but that really isn't the case unless you stop which like that's why i like 
talk a lot about like taking care of your identity and your brain and your thoughts and all that stuff because at the end of the day it's just you behind your cell phone behind your computer and like you have to keep yourself going it's all about radical responsibility right i think that when we look at entrepreneurship like it can be lonely especially when we're working remotely because yeah we're not we're not going into an office right like you really have to do it for the love of what it is that you're doing and not just be focused on the numbers which can be followers mm. which can be email signups which can be how much money you make because it's like those things are going to fluctuate and your emotions are going to fluctuate too but you can't control the external you have to be able to control the internal so I'm really curious if you can sh share an example of how you've built that muscle of emotional resilience when you were in the low so that our listeners can hear an example of like okay I can see how I can take this and make it work for myself I think in terms of what you were saying about building that belief within yourself and like not actually doing it to grow an audience or the income or anything like that like I, I find that when you are really on a timeline sometimes that like can mean that you aren't super attached to your purpose and your why and i have found that whenever my income has fluctuated whenever it's gone down throughout the years i haven't really been tapped into that purpose and the reason why i'm doing it because i'm always trying to reach like the higher goal but like you aren't reaching the goal to reach the goal you are becoming who you are supposed to be whenever I really think about that in terms of like it isn't about actually reaching the goal it's about who I am becoming in process of achieving the goal it's a lot easier to keep going because I feel like people can get really caught up in terms of what everyone is saying online but at the end of the day you really have to be doing things for yourself and for your life and what you truly want instead of just trying to reach like this arbitrary goal so you can talk about it on Instagram or so you can feel a certain way. For me, I always revert to who am I becoming? I'm so happy you brought this up around the topic of who we're becoming in business because I see some people talk about that, but they always attach it to back when I wasn't making money or da da da, this was the person that I was. And now that I have X amount of money, this is who I am. And it's like, if you actually stripped away all the external things, like your website, your following, your courses, the money that you had, like who the fuck are you with mm -hmm. nothing? And that's, that is priceless. Right. And so I love that it comes back to to stop like externalizing. Cause you know, I think what happens is a lot of people when, and I'm speaking for myself as well, like before I started my business, I was a teacher, I was a personal trainer. Then I was like a general mindset coach. And then I got really into human design gene keys and honed in on business. And before that I was coming from this place of, I had a love and passion for coaching, but then it was like, oh, I'm so miserable being a teacher and I, I hate how hard it is to grow a personal training business and I'm not making a big enough impact. So there was, it was, there was this lens of like desperation. It's like, Oh, once I have this thing, then I'll feel better. Right. But if you actually focused on who you're becoming, the reality is we're always becoming a new version of ourselves every single day. Like we compare ourselves to months before years before we're not the same person. There's not actually an end destination. It's like, how committed can you be to the process? And that's really what I'm hearing you say, which I think is like so beautiful. So I'm curious, you really 
initially started, and I know you still do this work, the imposter syndrome, dissolving and dissolution of it. I'm curious what you've really noticed in terms of what people need the most to either hear or do to shift imposter syndrome so that they can show up authentically online. Yeah. That is a great question. I feel like for the clients who I've worked with who like really have it, it's interesting because they always feel like they're doing something wrong, like they're a bad person. And it's usually connected to some type of shame. So it really is like undoing like who they believe they are at the core and that they are a good person it isn't wrong or bad to like desire the things that they want. I find that it's those kinds of people. And then we also have how like they just don't feel qualified enough, but those are usually like the most intelligent people. And it's this like really introspective kind of person who is just feeling as though somebody is going to call them out they're going to be seen that they aren't good enough and it really does come from a lot of like limiting beliefs and experiences when they were kids and as they were growing up and I find that growing that confidence and leaning into how nobody is going to call you out. You are allowed to be here. You are allowed to be seen. You're allowed to take up space and to be heard, which I don't think a lot of people, especially women, were conditioned or it's something that they didn't really experience as they were growing up. Like I know for me personally, like I always felt like I couldn't take up space. I always was like, I know I'm smart, but somebody is always smarter than me. Like how I really got into this work is that I experienced imposter syndrome like throughout school and throughout university and everything. And I was like, am I allowed to be here in every single room that I was in? Nobody else can give you that permission until you give it to yourself. So it's a lot of growing your own confidence and like actively putting yourself out there and being like nobody's gonna call me out i'm allowed to be seen and i'm allowed to take up space the thing you said that was so critical there was that no one else is going to give you permission like Mm -hmm. you have to give ourselves permission and that's one of the things i see a lot of in the online spaces you see people share who've had you know, a big growth spurt in their business or even just in their identity and how they show up. And they're going to say like, I decided that's one of the first things they're going to say. They're going to say, I decided. And you're like, that's so annoying, but it's also true. I know it is annoying, (laughs) but also I know they decided and there's like the strategies and the systems to back up scaling, whatever the fuck it is that they're scaling and moving forward. Right. So there's definitely nuance there, but that is a really important piece. Right. I think that can be misleading when we just see, I decided and you think it's manifestation and it fell into their lap. Right. But I think that that, that permission slip piece, it's like, you really need to ask ourselves, what's it going to take for you to give yourself the permission slip and to stop externalizing mm. that? I shared at the beginning in the recording and I was like, okay, I found you a couple of years ago and now I just, I found you again. And there was like this massive shift in terms of this like fierce energy that you're bringing to the table. And I'm curious if you can share about your own personal journey of like what happened for you to just, I don't give a fuck. 
I'm being blunt, fierce, spicy. Let's like, let's fucking go. It's the hair. It's the hair. So I used to have blonde hair. And then I was like, you know what? I am over the highlights. So it is now chocolate kind of color. But, but here's the story. So I was actually in a container where I felt very silenced like I felt like I was in kind of like a cult truthfully it did feel like you had to do things a certain way you had business a certain way you had to have these offers you had to do this you had to do that and I really lost who I was in that and I didn't speak up and I didn't have any confidence at all and my income dropped and I was like holy fuck like what's happening here and that's kind of when I started driving around for Uber Eats in 2022 my income dropped in like January and I was crazy when I left my full-time job and I was like I don't have any savings and I'm just gonna leave in 2021 and so I was like fuck what am I gonna do so I had to start driving around for a bit for Uber Eats and I was really just like I felt like shit I didn't have any confidence I was like what the fuck am I gonna do and I learned a lot from that whole experience like I learned that the income means nothing about who I am like at all and like it's not about the income that people choose to work with me it's because of who I am. It's because of the skills I have, the expertise that I have. Through that really horrible experience, it's no big fucking deal that my income dropped and I had to learn like how to really trust who I was again and trust that like things are going to improve because again with the container that I was being coached in like I didn't feel supported and it was just so regimented and so like this is how you need to grow. These are the things you need to do. And it kind of like turned into an experience where I felt like I was always doing something wrong. And the fact that my income was going down was evidence that I was doing something wrong. But the thing that I was doing wrong was like listening to somebody else, like tell me how to live my life, tell me how to do business in this kind of way. After I after that container, I was like, okay, I'm going to start doing things that I want to do again. And I started selling what I wanted to sell. And I started like showing up again without the expectation of things happening so quickly because I was like, you know what? Worst comes to worst, I'll just drive for Uber Eats again. Like who cares, you know? I feel like during that time, I dropped a lot of the like shame about who I was or what income I did or didn't have any of that. And I was just like, I am starting new. So then I did the new branding shoot um, a little bit after I left that coaching container. And I was like, okay, this is the new me and like, I really started showing up as her and like confidence is everything and it sounds so simple and it sounds so like okay yeah yeah like there's confidence and blah 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 and like of course there's strategy too but like if you don't believe in yourself if you don't have the confidence if you don't think that like what you have is good enough to be compensated for this strategy is not going to help you do that and like I 
realized that when my income started to go down, once I built up that confidence again, and I started like going live more and doing all of these things, I really had to just be like, it's about who I am instead of just what I'm doing. Because in the container I was in, it was like, if you do this, you'll be successful. So I had to unlearn and I feel like I'm still doing like a lot of unlearning in terms of like, you can do things in whichever way you choose, but like, as long as you believe in it and believe in yourself, it'll fucking work. I love hearing that. And I love your transparency of like, yeah, I'm in my business. And I was like, obviously throwing my hands up on mute when you were talking about, you know, I was a crazy person and went into my business with no savings because I fucking did the same thing. Did you really? I love that. I did it too. I would not recommend it. I think that I was indoctrinated into just like, oh, just leap in the universe will catch you. Like that narrative was very, I could have just, I wouldn't, obviously wouldn't change anything, but looking back, me neither. I've had, I've had clients who were really struggling and I've been like, please get a job so that you can feel like you have safety and security and you can show up in your business without the energy of desperation. There's no fucking shame, like seriously. And even just, you know, you sharing about doing Uber Eats, like I think it, I think it was in, yeah, it was in 2022. And even last year I was like, okay, I'm not quitting my business and I need a second source of income. So I, I applied to like literally probably 50 jobs over two years, like just online stuff, like literally anything didn't hear back or I heard back and it was an absolute shit opportunity. I was like, I can't, I can't do this. And it was just like, I was still willing to do that while continuing to move forward in my business. And I think people get really hung up on, well, if I go get a job or another source of income that I'm quitting my business and I'm not successful and I'm not good enough. And then you, you like put yourself into this pressure cooker and you just fry yourself thinking that it's all or nothing. And when you're an entrepreneur, it's not all or nothing. It's everything all the time because anything is possible. I feel like when I drove around for Uber Eats crying and being like, what does this mean? It just like helped me really realize that like, it doesn't mean anything. Like it doesn't have to mean a thing. During that particular time, it's just like a really small blip in like your huge ass career. I remember in 2015, I graduated from university. I had a teaching degree and I went to China for a year and I was teaching in China and it was probably one of the hardest years I've ever had in my life. Like total culture shock, like realized I don't want to be teaching. I just spent tens of thousands of dollars in the last six years getting a teaching degree. And I remember that year feeling so miserable and like it was the end of my life and it was just like nonstop. I was there for 10 and a half months and I was struggling and I just remember being on the phone with my mom like crying I'm like 25 years old like what the fuck am I doing with my life like freaking out and now it's been almost a decade and I look back and that was like 10 and a half months of struggle you know and it's, it's not like oh it's a bad launch it was like almost a full year of struggle like my health everything was deteriorating and it's like I look back at that I'm like that was a blip in the matrix of my life everything is temporary this too shall pass it builds our resilience because you have to be so resilient it comes back to what you were saying earlier around the emotional resilience I love what you shared with your story and just the realness and the rawness of the uber eats so what even if again there, there comes a time where we need to go and get another source of income, whatever. In the last couple of years, I I really had the privilege of like having people close to my life, but then also working behind the scenes of like a seven figure business. And I watched a seven figure business come to the ground and an entire team get let go. And it's like, you think that once you make a certain amount of money that things are all gravy, it's not like life is a roller coaster. Or even having friends who've had multiple six figure businesses who then 
they literally dropped to a point of like, they also had to get a job. Like, it's just, these things don't get talked about. And I'm so grateful that you're being so real about it. It felt like forever because there was just so much like shame on top of it. And I actually really think that that had to happen because if it didn't happen, like I would not be where I am currently because I was just caught in like such a nothing is good enough cycle. Like I was making 20K a month, things were great, but I was so stressed. Like I was so stressed and I was like, I need to get to the next thing. I need to get to the next, like whatever success was supposed to look like. I just feel like I really needed to have that test from the universe in terms of like, everything is going to be okay. And it's not about the income at all. I would love to dive in a bit more into the shame. Cause I think that shame is what I would call a closet emotion. Like it's something that is just inside of us that just kind of rots us from the inside out. Whereas frustration or anger, I find those are expressed outwardly, right? And so I'm curious, how do you support your clients in navigating shame? Because this is this is just such a, I mean, I just think Brené Brown, obviously when we talk about shame and vulnerability, right? Sure. But I would love to hear how you navigate that with your clients because this, this is such a powerful emotion to be able to, have compassion with yeah so I feel like when it comes to shame it really is useless like it really is something that you don't have to feel if you were to be carrying around a heavy rock that like not everyone can see but you can feel it and I just think that it's useless in terms of that it really only affects you and it really only affects how you show up and how you feel and we think that we should feel shame but should is just shame and I just think that it's completely useless and that and I like work with clients who are really like experiencing this kind of shame I help them kind of undo the reasons why they would need to feel it because it's usually like if I don't feel shame, then I will do this, then I will become that. So it's really about they think that shame is somehow keeping them safe from becoming something that they either think they shouldn't be or that they've been told that they shouldn't be. So it, like I said, I personally think it's useless, but I also think that it, it can really like owe us the things that we are afraid of becoming and usually when a client can undo that they can usually release the shame this is amazing the, what you said specifically in terms of shame is trying to keep us safe I think that yeah. that is really powerful because then you can dive into like well what am I trying to be safe from and usually there's going to be some flavor of like, you want to avoid being rejected or misrepresented or canceled or, you know, it's like people having shame around making a certain amount of money or having shame around their body because they think it should look a certain way. Right. So it's just that I think is so key for all of us. I'm not even going to say if you're experiencing shame, because we all experience some level of shame, whether it's in business or not, what is that shame quote, trying to keep you safe from? right? Because then that's, those are the limitations and the barriers that you're talking about, you know, bringing down because it's like, well, if I didn't have shame, what would you have instead? Or I would have confidence. I would have authenticity. I would have bravery, courage, whatever it is to show up and do 
the damn thing, which is amazing. So I love how you just like really painted a picture in terms of how shame it's useful, but it's useless in the sense of other emotions that can be processed like anger and frustration and disappointment. Like, I feel like those are more clear, but shame is, like I said, it's this hidden sort of veil that comes up yeah, and we can't heavy. quite, we like, can't quite grab it. Right. The rock mm-hmm. analogy was so good for that. So amazing. So I would love to hear if you can share with our listeners, like how can they connect with you online? Like what is the work that you're really passionate that you're doing with your clients right now? Yeah. So on Instagram threads, I am your coach Jill and I am a business and mindset coach for coaches and online service providers, helping them overcome imposter syndrome and other perceived limitations so they can make 10 to 20k months inside of their businesses and i'm also the author of a self-help book called you're not special and you can get that on amazon tell us a bit about the book i'm gonna put the link in the show notes i want to hear that yeah so i wrote that in 2022 i wrote it because everybody thinks that they are so special that the universe out to get them and they can't actually achieve the things that they want to achieve so it's called you're not special and it's about overcoming imposter syndrome and stepping into your worthiness i'm definitely going to put that in the show notes so that people can grab that and you also have a podcast channel as well right so i can add that to the show notes it's called the from imposter to empowered podcast amazing thank you so much i loved everything that you shared and just your perspectives and you're just real and rawness of the challenges that you've had and your own embodiment of resilience to just keep going and being a stand for women to really create a business that they love. I want to thank the listeners today for tuning in and being with us in this conversation. And I just want to remind you that I have a giveaway going on until March 6th. So please check out the show notes. You're going to see the link there to enter so that you can win a Gene Keys business guide or a private one-on-one session with me to dive into your human design, Gene Keys and business. And if you can please take a moment to subscribe to the channel. Of course, if you can please leave a review, it supports the channel in all capacities. And I will chat with you in the next episode.